0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Happy Friday greetings from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday the 13th of December, and it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us, as usual, on Friday the 13th is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning.
0: Great. Good morning. Uh, Interesting little week we had here. had some pleasant surprises and some unpleasant surprises, but... All in all, I think the stocks seem to be holding up, so we're doing pretty well.
1: After the week we had, I think we should be walking under ladders and chasing black cats and breaking mirrors and all that kind of stuff. It's been a hard long week.
0: Yeah, there's been all sorts of weird volatility here. Well, as you well know, there is no no in the gold market and almost any news event is is ugly for gold no matter what. Yep. But not, never seems to be ugly for anything else, but yeah. anyway. It's we'll
1: exactly see. right. And you know, if anything yeah, low prices at, at uh, Christmas and holiday giving time, nothing wrong with that. So just a reminder, we are actually seeing silver in high demand at these prices under $17. Uh, Sprout Money, we are particularly moving a lot of 100-ounce silver bars. Those Royal Mint 100-ounce Britannia silver bars are on sale. You can get them at one sixty one Canadian over spot or just a $1.19 U.S. over spot. You can also check out all the other deals in our holiday catalog. Just go to sproutmoney.com, or, of course, call us at 888-861-0775. Eric, if you haven't gotten me a Christmas present yet, you can buy me a 100-ounce bar. I'll take it.
0: That would be. Uh, let me think about that one. Okay. I better go put that on my list here now.
1: That'd be great. It'd make my stocking really heavy. Um, I tell you what, my friend, it, it has been a very frustrating week. We've had uh, uh, very low, low inf- report inflation. Uh, it looks like Brexit might be going through finally. Uh, the trade war rumors, maybe we can finally get that all over with. Um, and then today, even in the U.S., retail sales for November, which includes uh, Black Friday and everything else, really abysmal. What do, what do you what do you make of this week?
0: Well, you know, we've fallen into the trap of believing the Fed can do everything. And um, granted that they had their meeting this week and they said they're holding rate steady. But as we noted uh, late, I think it was late yesterday in the afternoon, the Fed laid out the schedule of um, the repos that they're going to do at what they call the turn date. Uh, turn date being December 31st, and lo and behold, they'll have have increased the money supply, or their balance sheet, I should say, put it that way, their balance sheet by 500 billion dollars. So this would more than offset anything that they bought back when they had their uh, tightening program and put us at new highs in the uh, fed balance sheet in supposedly good times these are the good times let's not forget that everything's wonderful economy's good inflation is low fed's balance sheet record high and i'll take you back to uh, whenever qe started oh it's only going to be temporary you know we'll we'll normalize things again we'll normalize okay well here we are now we're going to have a a record high balance sheet and we have normalized nothing. So, the central bank and a lot of people are starting to question these central banks, the ECB, the Fed, Bank of Japan, of course, is so way off the edge with all their purchases of everything under the sun. So anyway, it's uh it, that's all good for gold by the way, okay? Now, then again, we have these tweets that come out or little news releases that somehow Every news release, uh, gold has to react one way or the other, mostly negative, by the way. It never reacts positively to any great extent, or not for long, that's for sure. And, of course, the old trade deal, supposed trade deal being signed, okay. We'll find out. No, I don't even know if we will find out about the trade deal. I don't know that we're going to find out about the trade deal, but apparently the trade deal, and I don't think it's actually going to be signed. (laughs) So it won't be signed, and it won't be announced other than we have a trade deal. And, of course, we're all supposed to think that that's bad for gold. I have no idea why it's bad for gold, but apparently everybody says it's bad for gold. Right. So, you know, and Brexit's either bad or good for gold, depending on whether it's going to happen or not. If Brexit's going to happen, it's bad for gold. If it's not going to happen, it's bad for gold. Right. So, you know, everything's bad for gold. Um, But there's lots of things happening underneath the uh, surface here, and I thought, well, first of all, I want to carry on with the retail sales thing. I noticed there was an article about Home Depot was complaining that this year, 2019, the amount of thefts in their store has gone up dramatically, which they put down, the CEO put down to the opioid crisis. Now, Eric has a different explanation of that, okay? How about people can't afford stuff and they're just forced to steal it because inflation's way higher than all you geeks are suggesting right. and the salaries don't go up by much. So they're forced yeah, and they could just get their back against the wall. And as I see the 0.1% increase in retail sales, and look at the credit card usage for the month, and go how the hell could you only have a 1 percent, 0.1% increase in retail sales when credit card use is exploding? And it, it's the same thing to me. They have to use your credit cards to live, which right. is a horrible situation to get yourself in with the 20% interest and all that. But the one thing I did want to comment, comment about in the physical market uh, Goldman Sachs put out a note uh, describing sort of the status of the gold market and suggesting that I think their target prices were gold will get to 1600. But here's a data point that I had never seen before. It's described as the implied build in non-transparent gold investment has been larger than the build in ETFs. And these they describe the non transparent, i.e., people vaulting but not doing it through public vehicles, as going up almost well, five hundred tons a month. sorry, Five hundred tons a year for the last four years ever since the beginning of sixteen. Hmm. Five hundred tons, we got a four thousand ton market, man. Hmm. We got five hundred in vaulting. We got um seven hundred in central banks, we got seven hundred in India. We're at 1.9 now. We have ETFs that are adding 300. We're at 2.2. We get China at 1,000. We're at 3.2. We only produce four, and we haven't even dealt with any industrial or jewelry yet. So I'm thinking maybe we're going to have a little shortage of gold. And these people are buying these tonnages. These are not little amounts of money, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking many millions per ton. I think a ton of gold is probably, what are we going to say, uh, thirty two is about $45 million, something like that, or close to $50 million. So that's serious money going there. And, of course, most people can see that this world of debt and money printing, we, we know where the end is, and it doesn't matter whether you, whether you bought it in sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, or 19, or even next year, you know where it's all going sooner or later. So if you have a long-term view, you know that you have to be, owning precious metals here.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and Eric, I saw a report this week that the U.S. Congressional Budget Office now estimates the average annual U.S. budget deficit for this next decade of 2020 to 2029, $1.2 trillion per year. That's yeah. that's another $12 trillion uh, yeah. over the next decade. And, and again, that is always they always cook in all these rosy economic assumptions so that the tax receipts look better. Um, yeah. Look, you combine that with this repo that you're talking about, and you know already monetizing debt. Uh, we had somebody write in a question this week that said, "Well, what's wrong with modern monetary theory? Why can't we just print all the money we want?"
0: We can print all the money we want, but it'll. The more you print, the more useless it is, and the more valueless it is. And we should never forget, never, that all money ever printed in the history of mankind has become valueless. All money printing has become values. Now, these guys have held it together here with this new, you know, superpower, central bankers and all that, and we've all got conned into believing that they have that power, even though with all that printing, where have we gone in GDP here? We're like up an average of 2% every year, and that's with inflation probably understated by at least 3% a year, i.e., it's been negative 1 every year. We're not. We're going nowhere. Right. With all this modern monetary theory and printing of money, and we're just digging a deeper and deeper and deeper hole for ourselves. And someday it will end. When I look at, I hope they do have a a not trade deal, okay? Uh, just like a not QE, because maybe we can all shut up about it. Yeah. yeah exactly. It just it frustrates the hell out of me that every time there's a not trade deal signed. Uh, the market has to go up that day in anticipation and well fine that's let's get the not trade deal and move on. Let's yeah. not hear about it for the next twelve months <clears throat> till the election's over that'll be fine with me. thank you very much
1: Eric before we get to any of the shares uh anything else on your mind this week you want to make sure we cover
0: uh, no, I think we have uh, pretty well everything there no we I've covered off uh, i I vented enough for one day okay well, fair so enough. let me let me talk about a few stocks here. Uh, I guess I should start with Wallbridge simply because it was announced on Monday that Kirkland Lake did buy 9.9 percent of Wallbridge, uh, which I speculated the senior would be in there. I really wasn't sure whether it was Kirkland or Nico Eagle, but I, because on on the street here on Bay Street here, nobody bought the issue. Okay, so if no no institutions bought the issue, well, who bought the issue? And of course, by definition or by uh, assumption, it had to be a strategic partner. So um, I'm glad to see Kirkland in there. Kirkland's also bidding for detour. Detour's on what they call the Sunday Lake Deformation Zone. Wallbridge is on the Sunday Lake Deformation Zone, 80 kilometers away. As it turns out, Balmoral's in the middle with a a great part of the Sunday Lake Deformation Zone. But I, I do believe that when you get a major that sticks that kind of money, I guess it was uh, approximately thirty million, something like that, into a company, they're not in it for littles, okay? They're not in it to see the stock go from sixty to ninety. They're in it to see the stock go from sixty to six dollars or something, hopefully, and uh, they will increase their interest as uh, time and drilling results present themselves. And of course, we we could have some stunning drilling results coming out of Walbridge. here We already know the holes have abundant sulfides and abundant visible gold. Well, my God, it's pretty hard to imagine with that kind of description that the drill results will be poor. So I got, I love it. I, I keep trying to figure out, how can I, I, I sort of got diluted here in all these issues shortly. I know I'm going to be doing something about part of it, but, uh, it's, it's the favorite thing that I'd like to be able to buy, which I haven't been able to buy for a long time. So, um, I want to move on to Kirkland Lake because they announced two sets of drilling results. Uh, one from uh, down in Australia. Actually, they had two Australian ones. Uh, the, one of the interesting ones was they did some infill drilling on uh, the Swan Zone down at Fosterville. And here are the, interst- uh, the highlights. Some of the highlights. Okay, 924 grams over 3.6 meters, 918 over 7 meters, and 625 over 3.6. I mean, man, those are just outer-worldly, okay? And I, it, it sort of tells me that the Swan Zone is going to be higher grade than what they have it in for at the present time, okay? That when they incorporate these infill drilling numbers, the grade at uh, the Swan Zone will go higher. I always thought it would be a 60-gram ore deposit. I think they say it's 40 now. Uh, but, you know, they cut things, and I think the real results will be better than that. Speaking of cutting, I I wasn't going to mention this, but a company called Cisco did a bulk sample where the pre-the sample, the grade was expected to be something like 9.8, and it came out at something like 17 grams. It was 89% better than expected. So sometimes uh, when you're measuring these things, you can be very, very, very wrong on your number. And knowing that there's a lot of conservatism built into numbers like that, you normally have upside opportunity that the market isn't aware of. Uh, st- sticking with um, Kirkland, they also announced some drilling at Robbins Hill, which is a property north and east of Fosterville. Um, and they suggested that they're moving into – what Fosterville started with low grade, then it got into moderate grade, then, of course, it hit the Swans and it went crazy. And they've gone from low grade at Robbins now into the moderate grade, and they firmly believe that they're going to have another Swan – in uh, Robbins Lake and or at Harrier. Uh, also sticking with Kirkland, they announced some results in the amalgamator breakup in Macassan uh, in, in Ontario. They too were great. So I still think I love the, uh, the acquisition of Detour. I love what's going on in the Sunday Lake deformation zone, including Walbridge. So I'm kind of, and of course, I like the fact that Kirkland owns some Walbridge uh, because I think it's going to be an excellent investment. Two other stocks I want to talk about. Our Royal Nickel uh, came in to see me. And I had a presentation, uh, and and, um, they just announced their November production, which was 9,400 ounces, which was very good, by the way. I mean, that's over 100,000 annualized. The previous month was something like 8,000 or 7,700, something like that. So, again, they're way beyond uh, what we might have imagined. So I think at 100,000 ounces, and that doesn't include uh, potentially coarse gold, and there's lots of opportunity to, to get coarse gold. They've found a new way to test for it. And um, hopefully that will enter into the, uh, the mix here in the next year. And I think they're going to have, they should have a decent earnings opportunity. And if they ever can throw any coarse gold on there, uh, it will be great. The last thing, I'm going to talk about Tudor Gold, the company that was in to see us this week. Um, they, they're up in the Golden Triangle you know, they have a great shot at having 20 million ounces. Their holes are so deep. I mean, they've got 1,000-meter holes that are running, you know, close to a gram an ounce, uh, and it's wide open. So uh, I'm very excited by the opportunity there. I know the market doesn't even want to pay for those things uh, as we speak, but I think, you know, if gold can get a little pop here we were cl- we we broke out yesterday right we broke out yesterday for a nanosecond <laughs> and then it, it came right like back down again but i suspect we're going to break out again here and of course it'll bring the interest back into these forward looking stocks where you know you have to position yourself for something that's going to happen in a couple of years so all good on the western front
1: to that end too eric let's just uh, look ahead before we wrap up The uh, I've been on my side, I've been talking a lot about, you know, price hangs in here, God forbid moves higher in the first quarter and we start getting into now fourth quarter earnings for all these producers, you know, all they had, you know, blowout you know, five times numbers for the third quarter. They do it again uh, here in the fourth quarter. Um, Do you think that'd be about the point where the generalists really start to take notice of the sector, you know, and the prices and all that?
0: Well, we know that somebody's taking notice of it, because the silver stocks look like they're breaking out. Yeah, The gold stocks look like they're breaking out, notwithstanding the fact that gold's kind of been languishing around here. I mean, yes, it's had a little bit of an up move in the last couple of weeks, but uh, it looks like people are coming into the gold mm-hmm. story. I mean, the fact that Goldman writes this big, long report on gold, and uh, others have come out with very positive views on gold, the fact that... You know, as as time progresses, we re, we realize the fallacy of the belief in central central bank uh, creativity or uh, mm. uh, power in the market. I mean, it just it's not working, and yet they're just printing like crazy, and the government's spending like crazy. Um, and a lot of people know there's all sorts of fake stuff and fake news and fake this and fake that. And you know, wh- what's the one thing that's for real? Is it like a ounce of gold in your hand. So I think we're winning them over. And obviously we're winning over the big guys if they're buying 500 tons a year here. Um, So I know most of us can't buy a ton of gold, but we can buy some gold and it will save us.
1: It all adds up. It all adds up. All right. Now, look, before we go, uh, I want to point out something, tell everybody about something that Eric and I are going to do next week. And every week we get a list of names. Uh, we try to get through as many as we can. Like, for example, this week we had people want to know about companies like West Dome and uh, Japan Gold and Dinosert, McDonald Mines. I mean, it was a, another lengthy list. Uh, we can't get to those today, but what we're going to do, because we get these lists every week, uh, is next week Eric and I will record uh, for the Sprout Ask the Expert segment. If you're a regular listener, you know that's something we do every month. Uh, where even like last month, we had Brent Cook come in from Exploration Insights. The month before that, we had Nomi Prinz. These are all linked at the Sprott Money uh, page. You can find that under the Insights tab in the navigation bar. Well, all right. So anyway, next week, Eric and I are going to record Ask the Expert with Eric Sprott, where we will uh, endeavor, at least, to get through all of the names ...that folks have sent us these past couple of weeks and that might send us in the next week. So, if you've got a name that you want us to at least acknowledge, uh, whether Eric knows anything about it or not, uh, we'll give it a run next week. You can send them to us at submissions, the word submissions, at sproutmoney.com. You can tweet them at us at Money as well. And like I said, we'll try to get as many as we can next week when we record. We'll probably have that posted for you by sometime late next week. So with that, uh, please feel free to send us uh, whatever you'd like, and we'll take a look. Eric, in the meantime, gosh, we've already been at this for nearly 20 minutes. I suppose we should wrap up.
0: Uh, We're about there. I think uh, we covered it off pretty good and uh, lots of uh, hopeful things that are all transpiring and uh, should be uh, fun for next week.
1: Should be fun for next week. All right. Well, thank you, my friend. Have a great weekend. You too, Craig. Bye. And from all of us at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.